Welcome to the first ever morning edition of Splash Place Bags. I don't know if you know, but around here when we do morning shows, the people demand their coffee fully artist bits here. So uh, there we go. How are you doing this morning? I'm feeling okay. I do not have coffee or drink coffee, but I'm going to bring the best energy I can here from a La Quinta in Oklahoma City because we got some low probability crystal ball. And oh yeah, I brought my shawl. We also have to talk about Thursday night football news. We're going to build low ball wires. We got numbers. Don't lie. I got an AirPod in my ear. So let's hit that intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spags, joined by your friend of mine, Peter Overzet. And also, Pete, I don't know if you can notice, I don't know what to do with my hands. I've got a lot of free space to wiggle around here, and I get to play with the studio more like you do every show. Yeah, I can tell you're you're very outside of your element. You like your your uh, studio space. I'm like you too. I don't want to. I, I'm actually going away for a couple nights this weekend, and already I'm like, I don't want to have to do stuff on my laptop. You know, you, I like having my setup. So, how how else is the uh, the cross country drive going otherwise? So it has been a, a difficult one, I'll say. Uh, first of all, there's you know, a driving eight hours a day can start to wear on you, especially when uh, yesterday I was talking to Pete about it. Uh, took an extra two hours going from Santa Fe uh, here to Oklahoma City because of a traffic delay thing that rerouted me, then rerouted me, then rerouted me again. I don't even know if I had to get rerouted in the first place by the end <laughs> of it all, but I survived there. I survived also signs saying hitch make, hitchhikers may be escaped inmates. That was in the uh, state borderline of Oklahoma City. So that's how you get to know a real taste of culture. And uh, one of my dogs vomited on the other dog in the back of the car out of sheer anxiety slash not enjoying being in the back of a two-door Honda Civic. And who would have guessed, Pete, that dogs don't like uh, two-door sedans? Yeah. Uh, and we I, I don't know if I've ever seen your dog on camera, but he's chilling in the background there. She Too late. That's how little you know me, Pete. From, I'm more really on the dog front because they used to be in the background of everything. And now because I have the separate room, or I'm going to have an even more separate room, they don't wander around. But that's my girl dog, Penny, the older one. And then the one with cancer is down here on the floor with a cone on her head so she doesn't lick her bloody sores. It's a lot of fun, Pete, as you can imagine. Well, uh, I'm glad everyone made it to the show today. I'm glad we have our early morning crew here. Uh, good morning, J. Mike. Good morning, Belair. Good morning, Bergeron. And as uh, Iceman reminds us, happy uh, veterans to all the vets out there. And also, as Iceman reminds us, hopefully swinging through the, to the Pasta House Company. I honestly didn't even think of that. I did have a nice Oklahoma City dinner yesterday that I ordered because I got here at 8 p.m. and was like, I'm not going to go out anywhere. It's been basically every day for me. And I actually, I'm doing a Davis Matic where I'm perfectly capable of going to a pasta house for our, our good pal Frankie. And unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to make it to a pasta house. Wow. Come, I mean, this is. I know, I'm everything, I, I become everything I hate. <laughs> and even even Nick spending his off day with us. I mean, this the morning crew is out strong today. Uh, and we're going to need your energy because I could tell both Spags and I <laughs> need it right now. Yeah, so help us out. Hit that like button if you can. And of course, uh, make sure to go follow at Splash Play Pod. If you can, give us five stars and review. I need those now more than ever. I actually put in an order for, there's there's Penny wandering around. Um, I put in an order for a weight set to have in our new basement that we're going to turn into a little fitness room in addition to the studio space. Amazon was like, uh, somebody's trying to move for you and it's like, <laughs> you're being fraud alerted. So I have to deal with that on the road too. So I need these likes and podcast reviews 
more than ever. And I also need you guys to go over to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe where you can get packages for $1 a week. And that's a year long deal. So you're putting down 50 bucks, but $1 for all of the data they have on their DVOA and a whole lot more defense versus receivers, especially valuable. Some of those showdown matchups out there like tonight with the Ravens and the Dolphins. Just go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. Also check out the coach rankings video they put out too. Uh, we talked about that on Monday's show or Sunday night show a little bit, but uh, they did rank all the coaches based upon their critical play calling as well as what they're getting out of the teams. And, and Pete, I know we talked about this guy on Monday, and I actually didn't know this before uh, the results came out, but Brandon Staley was ranked the number one critical call coach. You know who was number two? I feel like this one might surprise you. Oh, wow. Um, Who would surprise me? Please, I mean, there, there's no way it can be like a Matt Nagy or something just absurd, right? No, no. It's Mike McCarthy, which could okay. be right. somewhat absurd, but the, Cow the Cowboys are winning, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And he did take those analytics classes when he was jobless. So it, he did, he improved himself. He went on like what, a Skillshare, one of those yeah. Khan Academy. and was like, how do I get better at football? And now he knows to go for it on fourth downs. That is hilarious. Uh, just like he was so bad at that stuff in Green Bay. And then, you know, he took some courses and now we can all endorse him on LinkedIn for his uh, situational <laughs> play calling. Well, let's talk about some of our week 10 news and uh, some of the news I compiled here. I thought this was the most important news item. Packers, apparently the front runner for Odell Beckham, according to some reports from ESPN's Diana Rossini, and the mix also going to be the Chiefs and the Saints. But Odell is reportedly going to take some time, which to him means a few days. And Pete, I, one of us did take the Packers in the snake draft during that show with Sam Hoppin, and that was me. And I got great value on the tail end of that second round. But I think it's the most logical extension here. I guess the Chiefs, he can make the case too without they've been meandering about. But out of these three finalists, Pete, who gets the final rose from you if you are doing the Odell Bachelorette? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, Evan Massey had narrowed it down to five that I had saw Packers, Patriots, Saints, Chiefs, Seahawks. Um, I, I do think just knowing Odell, I honestly think he's more interested in going somewhere and being an alpha than he is even being in contention for the Super Bowl. That's just the vibe I get. So even though he'd have a better shot at winning the Super Bowl with the Packers, Seahawks, or Chiefs, I do think the Saints and the Patriots make the most sense for him. He could immediately be the number one there, which I think is what he wants. Um, and the Patriots are just kind of good enough right now, and that division is a little bit shaky with the Bills, you know, kind of having some issues that – who knows? I, I could see the Patriots, you know, I think if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs as is, but I think they could make a decent run. And so I don't know that that is kind of the most intriguing one to me right now, although Saints and Packers also make a ton of sense. I mean, Bill Belichick always does tend to take these, uh, you know, damaged toys or damaged goods type guys. But I feel like in the beginning of his career, if you were to say Odell was going to end up on the Patriots. And I think too, like with where he is in his career, if there ever were a time for him to accept the the cult-like status will Belichick with the way that he runs that organization. Maybe now is the time for him to do that. And do you think, Pete, that would end well? We saw Antonio Brown, different situation, but that did not end as well. It's probably the most recent case study we have. Uh, but Odell in New England, is that something that you actually think has legs? Because I think there's a reason why he fell off one of the lists and then was probably still on some of the other ones. Yeah, I mean, the AB one uh, didn't end well, not because he was some malcontent yeah, in issues. the locker. Yeah, the lead. And so I do think the Patriots have a pretty good track record of, you know, these, these, even these divas come in and Bill Belichick's like, I'm not putting up with your bullshit. So just fall in line. Um, and I, like I said, I mean, he could step into eight to nine targets 
a game in that offense. And part of what has been the problem with Odell has just been motivation, you know, keeping his head on straight, not losing his temper. And so if he's able to do that and kind of just play with a chip on his shoulder and be motivated and Mac Jones has looked good. Uh, I, he already has his Jarvis Landry there and Jacoby Myers. It, it seems logical to me. Um, one, also one other thing too, that I was watching in the hotel, this is not NFL news, but I did really enjoy the lulls yesterday with you and Brian going through the DK store, which for a second, I thought that you guys were at a higher crown level for me and I couldn't access it. Finally figured out how to get there. They don't make it very intuitive, but that is insane. If you didn't, if you guys didn't see the episode yesterday on Peach Channel, obviously if you're watching Peach Channel, you should be watching everything. But the lulls show with you guys just going through goods and Brian talking about how he was debating their dishwashers availability, <laughs> I thought was just very enjoyable content for me. I'm, I'm worried that uh, you're like me partly is going to be responsible for your the dissolution of your relationship as you drive across the country. You're watching lulls at night and then you're kicking your girlfriend out of the hotel room early to do shows how are you guys going to survive no, this she's not here she is flying oh. with our cat nilla yeah so she's wait i didn't realize you're solo oh i just yeah. assumed you guys were driving together no no i'm making the sacrifice for the the five months six months pregnant woman that i mean she honestly would have been okay the peeing would have been very annoying pregnant women pee a lot because i guess the baby pressed on the bladder and i don't stop like i basically will pee the dogs yeah. and i will pee before we go and then it's it. Like eight hours, I will hold it the entire time. I'll try not to drink water. Get a little dehydrated, honestly, as a result. But it would have been terrible driving with a pregnant woman across the country. And she knows that. She's very aware of that. Okay. All right. Now I don't feel bad at all. You should be consuming every bit of my content on your road trip. <laughs> yeah, this is quiet, <laughs> quietly masturbating at a hotel room watching rolls <laughs> and you guys talking about dishwasher buying for crowds. Uh-oh. <laughs> Frankie has emerged and he he heard your pasta house slander. Uh, do you want to apologize to Frankie and or make a pit stop? I mean, I apologize to Frankie. Unfortunately, the time has been really tight here. And uh, I got, got Charleston here in Oklahoma City. So that's the one. But I will be in St. Louis today. Um, but if I'm in St. Louis, I mean, I, I know Frankie said it's one of the locations. Would love to go to the pasta house. I think I have to go get St. Louis ribs. I feel like if I have to choose between St. Louis pasta chain or St. Louis ribs like Pete, What's what's a man to do in that scenario? Um, I mean, I think you need to do the old Louis C.K. bit, who we probably shouldn't reference, and do one of the bang bang meals where you go and get uh, first you get the pasta and then you go get a little dessert uh, barbecue after. Yeah, not not as other meals, not as other. Not as I, so I, I knew I shouldn't have even have made, made that <laughs> reference. I would have teed you up too good. You're asking for it. Back to the news. Two a questionable tonight. Unless that's changed within the last few hours. Uh, versus the Ravens, I, I checked around, didn't see anything about it, Pete, but Tua being back, I think, for showdown, obviously very important tonight. Jacoby Brissett's still going to be firmly in play, if not, but how are you handling this one? We'll know before the game time. It's very early we're doing this one today, so we do not know that yet, but how are you feeling about Tua in this spot if he is able to go? Yeah, it does sound like he's not. Uh, Cameron okay. Wolf uh, reported that they are expecting to start Jacoby Brissett, and uh, it seems like that's kind of how it's leaning on the short week, just giving him a little bit more time with the finger. So as of right now, I'm banking on Brissett. The line is Dolphins are 7.5-point home underdogs here against the Ravens. The over-under is kind of nice at 46.5, so maybe we could see a, a bit of a shootout there if Jacoby can, can play decently. Uh, so yeah, I, the other thing I'm interested for tonight is Sammy Watkins is going to return and we haven't seen him and Rashad Bateman play together yet. And Bateman's been playing really well when he's on the field. And so now it's kind of interesting to see, you know, is that just a product of the vacated targets there or is he kind of ascending to be, you know, uh, more of a target hog in that offense? I'll, I'll be interested to see how that shakes out. 
Do you think that uh, that Bateman's done enough to Wally Pip uh, Sammy Watkins? Of course, a reference that's still very near dear to our hearts. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I feel pretty <laughs> confident that Bateman is more talented at, at this point, just where Watkins is at in his career. But I mean, we've talked about this a lot with these, you know, wide receiver threes or the third target. Like if they're splitting, you know, it's going to be hard for either of them to be fantasy relevant. So my guess is just Sammy Watkins isn't just going to, you know, be a you know, suit up and then not play at all. So I'm I'm a little worried about it from Bateman and I'm guessing both will be pretty good showdown options tonight just because people will be worried about that dynamic. Yeah. I would think Bateman's passed him in the pecking order, but still going to probably give up to, I'm, I would say obviously it's a total off the top of my head number, but really like gives up 40% of his snaps. So some of the routes there, maybe a little bit less, but um, I think, you know, the top him, uh, the ability to take the top off of a defense as well as be a showdown captain, I think is still there for him. And I'm with you on that one. Um, other news that I had here, Nick Chubb is on the COVID list alongside Demetric Felton. Uh, the Browns tried out Carrion Johnson, Edo Smith, and Dexter Williams. Turned out they signed Dexter Williams. And I guess uh, the question for you, Pete, it is now another running back being in tow. I think John Kelly's still there as well and should get some snaps. But going against New England, not a great matchup. We've seen that kind of hurt some running backs the last few weeks. I know you've talked about it on the show as well. So are you willing to trust the Browns? And, and also, 1-10, to 10, how bad do you feel for the Browns at this point? They're getting everything thrown at them. And if they make the playoffs, I feel like you kind of have to root for the team just given how much they've overcome. Yeah, I – I mean, I'm I'm excited about this spot for Nick Chubb. And, you know, we were kind of debating it last night on ship chasing whether, because we have seen certain situations where, or may, where were we debating it? Uh, maybe it was, maybe it was on Swolecast. Too many shows uh, about, you know, how committed the Browns are to using two running backs because we have seen that in some situations where we've been very excited about Kareem Hunt being the bell cow and then that's not the case. But when it has been reversed, when Nick Chubb is kind of the one in the backfield, they have been a little bit more willing to to fully lean on him. And then he's coming off of his monster game too. So because the options are uh, are now so thin uh, there, uh, I think Dearness Johnson is going to, you know, set up set up well uh, in this game. And I guess we still haven't gotten full confirmation that Chubb is going to miss, but based on how things have been going, like with the Noah Fant situation last week with COVID, I would assume this is going to be Dearness Johnson's backfield. Yeah, I mean, I guess he needs to get more negative tests in. That seems unlikely at this point. And I think we're having numbers don't lie, Seth, and I'm curious uh, to see how Pete receives based on the COVID numbers. Uh, I actually did my, I did a lot more research for numbers don't lie this week. For some reason, I was in the hotel. I'm like, I got to make sure it's good because otherwise the hotel background that's people normally come from, come for is my, my home studio, but not the case. You mentioned this guy, Noah, Noah Fant, off the COVID list. We saw Albert Aguibunum get banged up last week. Does this matter too much for you? It does feel like with Jerry Judy back, the Broncos targets, and back then, frankly, they may run 50 times a game based on the results they got last time out. Uh, does this matter, having Noah Fant back in the mix for you for Denver? I mean, I think he's I think he's in the conversation uh, at tight end, you know, this week. Tight end's kind of gross on the DFS main slate, and we've seen Noah Fant show a pretty good ceiling, and the Broncos are kind of in that territory now where because they have so many, you know, viable pass catchers that one or two of them are getting there each game, and you never know, is it Tim Patrick, is it Sutton, is it Judy, is it Fant? So I don't think he's going to be too popular in DFS, and you always kind of get that discount when they miss the week before. People kind of want to see it again. So I don't know. No, Fant looks decent to me as a as a DFS play this week. Yeah, I mean, definitely a GPP option you get a little bit of. I think that's always going to be the Noah Fant ethos in life, but probably some more appealing ones on that Broncos team. Anything else news-wise that we didn't talk about here that you think is worth adding to the fire? <laughs> yeah, there were two other kind of injury situations that popped up. Chase Claypool is now week to week 
Um, and to me, that implies he's not going to play this week. And so I think you're looking at some pretty big target shares for Deontay Johnson and Pat Phil Helmuth uh, this week. So those guys are going to project well against the Lions once you remove Claypool's target share. And then the other one that I normally don't overreact to Wednesday absences for veterans, but everything I'm reading and hearing about this Kamara situation and his knee injury does not sound good. And all of the kind of tea leaves that I'm reading are that he's going to miss this week. So my my kind of big takeaway is if Mark Ingram is kicking around in one of your leagues still, I mean, pick him up because talk about another backfield that has basically no depth right now. I mean, Mark Ingram could legitimately get 25 touches uh, if, if Kamara misses. And as all the sharp players pointed out, that was what was going to happen. Mark Ingram came into town. Is that he's going to take some shares away from Kamara? And maybe that meant going full Tanya Harding, giving him a little club in the back of the leg. Now you're going full fantasy counselor and victory lapping the injuries that make your <laughs> predictions correct. Well, crazy things happen on the road. People also say, there we go. The dog's got on the bed. I also saw somebody say in chat, uh, PayPal my money saying that the dog wanted on the bed. They're allowed to get on the bed. I think they're just maybe intimidated by the bright lights here being on splash play once more after you know years of really languishing not being on camera. Yeah, no, they uh they're adding to the kinetic backdrop of the show, which is something we pride ourselves on. Normally we just get a USC blanket and today we get dogs and cones on the bed. Yeah. What a treat for all of us. Uh, Pete, any other news for you or is it time to do a road version of the low probability crystal ball? Yeah, um, I was I'm worried about my energy levels. I think maybe it's a more subdued version, the sporting specs. Well, like extra mystical from the inside, but it is time where we are going to talk about week 10, some of the exciting things therein that we are seeing having potential low probability outcomes and and it's an exciting time here to have a crystal ball because I might be the first person ever with mystical powers in Oklahoma City from what I know. I don't. I haven't heard about any uh, sort of soothsayers or anything like that. <laughs> Can I, you even find yours? <laughs> I can't. So we had I, – I think I mentioned this to you. We had yeah, our I'm house sorry. photographed. Yeah, and so uh, my wife was just like putting all of my shit into random bins and hiding it, and now I don't know where – give me one sec to look for this. Okay. I'm gonna. In the meantime, I'm gonna try to fix my shawl because I do feel like it look, makes me look more mystical if I have like one eye yeah, hiding. But it also kind of makes me look like a woman in a romance novel where you're like, oh, you know, what's what's the deal here? You know, is she is she beautiful? Is she? Yeah, <laughs> Pete. Pete really rifling through boxes could be a show in itself. <laughs> All right, let's see what's in there. It's gonna, it's gonna be pulling out various glass dildos. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay, glass balls and glass dildos, all in that box specifically. All right. Did you, did you hear all that? I found it. Oh, you didn't hear what I was saying, though. No, I didn't. I don't have it. I'm hardwired in. So everything you said, uh, you got away with because I will never Ooh. watch it back. Thank you. Good, good. You missed some really quality riffing is what you missed there. But it's time to low probability crystal ball where we'll talk about some of the low probability plays and, and perhaps even set the, the barriers for what we should be doing in this segment, Pete, because I saw some things in my crystal ball, Peter, that I think you might find not low probability enough, but when you consider the overall betting ecosystem, perhaps they are suitably low probability. Oh, yes, Spags. Normally you offer us up the chalkiest of plays in your crystal ball and now early in the morning, even out of your element. I can't wait for you to tell us that Jonathan Taylor is a good play this week. 
<laughs> well, no, instead what I will do is go to the betting markets because this week I figured out some things betting while spending hours on YouTube rabbit holes. And in Arizona, I had legal sports betting, went five and zero, and got some really snarky tweets about the levels of bets I was making in the way that was quite harmful for somebody with a crystal ball. <laughs> Wait, were you getting shamed for the stakes at which you were betting? Please fill so, me in. I missed this. This is the thing. I, I, I blocked the ball out on Twitter because I just not, – not the people. I blocked out the numbers because I don't – like, it's not about that. It was more about the thesis of the play again to seal the Pete bit. And uh, I put five bets up. NBA was live betting. And I can talk about the process another show. Uh, so tease that out. I'm going to sell my picks for $10.99 a day <laughs> at bedthebetter.com, evilempire.org. Uh, but I've been selling picks. Anyway, yeah, people reply to her like, oh, look, oh, you, they don't limit you if you're betting a penny. It's like, I'm not betting a penny. I've won tens of thousands of dollars doing this. I have some mangrove. You know what? I, I really understand it. I get it. Thank you for protecting the innocent. Thank you for blocking it out. For me, it's more being able to imagine that it could be anything. Spags is betting a million dollars a bet on the road. That's the kind of world and the imagination that you're allowing me to have. Exactly. Who knows? They could have been 10-way parlays for $5,000 a piece because that's the plus EV bet you want. But the plus EV bet that I want this week is going to be the MVP futures odds, Peter. One man has taken a surge upwards. We should have gotten them earlier. Josh Allen shouldn't be plus 350. Tom Brady should be plus 350. The narrative spinning his way. This man will never catch COVID. He's taken too many tomatoes, too many avocados to get that now. And he continues to throw the ball at as about a well of a rate, as good of a rate as anybody can in terms of touchdowns, in terms of performance. Tom Brady will be your MVP, the oldest MVP ever, as dusty as I am as an old soothsayer. I actually like this one for you, Spags. You know, if if I didn't know any better, it would feel like corporate came down and said, you must incorporate more sports betting content into the show. They did not do that, but it kind of feels like they might have, Spags. But I did really enjoy that pick. I have nothing snarky to say about it. Oh, thank you. That's, I'm glad that I, could, I should do more shows in Oklahoma City, apparently, because it's the best in our rapport. But, Peter, what do you have? And to be clear, there were no edicts. I just said moving to a legal sports betting state and now can chase another dragon night yeah. tonight. They call you sports betting spags now for a reason. Uh, okay, in my crystal ball here, early in the morning, crusty still in my eye that I need to wipe away. I see one Mr. Michael Gallup returning to the Cowboys offense, fresh off of IR, a team who was buried last week by the Broncos that will rise from the ashes on the heels of Michael Gallup's big play ability. Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup combined for 150 yards in two touchdowns. I drove past the town called Gallup, Texas, I believe. I don't That's even know where That's a sign, Spags. As a soothsayer, we must always look for the signs. And you saying Gallup, immediately I flashed back and saw a thousand images of the signs of various shitteries and, and trinket shops that are advertised on the highway saying, go to Gallup, Texas. And I agreed this week we should go to Texas for Gallup instead. Uh, I will offer up a play that's more on brand from the crystal ball for my second play. And it's a little bit disconcerting looking at the total now for Carolina. 16.8 implied points going into Arizona. But one, P.J. Walker will be making his official start. Sam Darnold's shoulder. He can't even turn it like this. P.J. Walker can. And oh, how he will turn it to the tune, Peter, of 300 yards, three touchdowns, and also one rushing touchdown for one P.J. Walker, the XFL superstar, whose numbers really aren't as good as they looked before, but still, still in the crystal ball, see it all. 
I knew I applauded you too early with your picks because then you immediately reverted back to your backup QB bullshit, a trope you're willing to play every single goddamn segment. It doesn't matter if it's welcome to the family, if it's crystal ball, if it's low probability, if it's ride or die, you will always go back to it. My God. Uh, Just wait okay. until we get to the Friday Night Lights recap next summer, Peter, where backup QBs are all the graves. Okay, I have one here. I'm looking deep into my crystal ball. Of course, Chase Edmonds set to miss multiple weeks here with this high ankle sprain. And people are rightfully very excited about one Mr. James Conner. But I think what people are failing to see, and I can see so clearly in my crystal ball, is that Eno Benjamin is more of an issue than James Conner and James Conner stands would like to believe. Eno Benjamin steps up, and this is a 50-50 backfield. He slides right in to the Chase Edmonds role and contributes for fantasy managers who are willing to take a risk on the unheralded seventh-round pick out of Arizona State. I think that's also a pretty on-brand pick there, Peter. Running backs don't matter. We get the bid, and also, you know, a mythical name, sure. But the one thing you really lost me on, James Conner stands? Who's out there going, oh, that's James Conner. That's the guy I really want to put my money behind. You have no idea, Spags. Every day I come into my little humble shop where I read people's palms and there's a line out the door with James Conner protesters saying, why won't you rank James Conner higher in your rest of season ranking? Why won't you ever prophesize about James Conner? And I say, be gone. It is Eno season vanquished away and also i need to point out that nick said i look like an esmeralda with my eye covered which i think does honestly i do look kind of sexy with my eye covered with it this is what i was talking about when you were digging into your your crystal balls and glass dildos box sexy is not the word that i i would use but i'm all for self-empowerment spags go off king go off and our um our ombudsman and of course the man behind run the sims saying he's all in for an fnl recap don't tease us so peter and i think we know what we have to do now as we follow everything that justin says I actually think doing one episode, uh, an episode of Splash Play would be a disservice to the show. We should do one of those micro recap shows where we devote one Splash Play episode to every single minute of Friday Night Lights like some of those Star Wars shows do. I think it would be great content, a 15-year roadmap of Friday Night Lights recap. By that point, they'll reboot it and Michael B. Jordan will be back as the coach when the movie money's run out. But either way, we can stop talking in these voices. We've done it. The crystal ball has been seen. There we go. And then a shout out to Iceman saying that he loves how one of my priorities in my cross-country drive was to bring the shawl and crystal ball. As we talk about in this show, you will not find another fantasy football podcast slash sports betting podcast, Talk of Futures today, uh, that is so uh, committed to bits, Pete, like we are. And I did, in fact, bring this shawl and this crystal ball in my most important bag that includes my xbox my volcano and the dog food you know what the things we do for the people because my only when you when you said we were going to have to do this early and initially we were going to do 10 a.m then you asked if we could do it earlier and i still was like fine and the only thing i was like we have to do low probability crystal ball at 9 a.m. <laughs> I mean, just think, don't ever make me do welcome to the family at 9 a.m. Can we agree to that? Bottles, you got the breakfast wine, you got your breakfast pizza ready to go. <laughs> you never know, Pete. You never know how schedules are going to move around. We should also mention, are, are you still good for our 10 a.m. tomorrow where we booked a guest for that? Um, yeah, I think so. Cause I, I'm not changing time zones. I mean, like, I think I'm still, I don't know. Honestly, whatever. It's fine. We're at 10 a.m. will work. Um, yeah, we'll be good. Okay. Uh, we're, we're having to say, yeah. Who is our guest? 
yeah, we have a late round QB. Uh, JJ Zacharyson is going to be joining us. Very excited. Uh, he was one of our guests last year. Always fun to do uh, shows with JJ. And he, of course, recently launched his East Coast Dads uh, new line of apparel here. So I thought it was super fitting uh, as Spags literally is driving across the country to be an East Coast Dad to bring on the king of East Coast Dads. I will say, uh, while on that theme, and again, Pete, you can stop me at any minute. My girlfriend did send me a text because she got her final sonogram appointment yesterday in LA before she moves over to the OB she'll see in the Philadelphia area. And she was like, I guess her child's penis is looking very generous in the sonograms. And then she, and she felt the need to tell me that. And I'm like, she's like, I can't wait for you to see it next time. Like, she literally told me these things. And I'm like, I'm very proud, but also like, I don't know that this is what I want. <laughs> what a happier conversation points. All right. Yeah, I'll be sure to update the show notes. Uh, talking about the size of Luca's hog on Splash Play today. <laughs> Jesus. It worked well for Tom Brady, I think, it is Brad, but I think I'm going to try to ride for mine either way. So we didn't book a viewer guest today, so I think um, here's what, what I'm going to pitch you on this. I think we should do the chat does the lowball lineup today. Okay. Like so Wisdom of the crowd, we'll see like what they think is like whatever's the most logical pick or just what comes up in volume. Okay, but we're still going to go – we're going to still go around the horn, right? Yes, we're going to go around the horn, and then they'll pick. Like, okay. they'll, they'll like collectively that. pick. So we'll reward the thirty people who woke up with us to do this bright and early. And if you're watching after the fact, that's a reminder: watch the show live because we'll do random things like this just to spike engagement for the the dozens of people tuning in. But so I think how we how we no, I, I like it. But how are we going to do it if the chat shouts out like eight different things? Then it's whoever went first, or whatever we think is going to fit the best in the lineup. We have some we have some editorial jurisdiction to exert there. Okay, let me get the uh, the lineups up. Well, let's see. Numbers don't lie first. Oh yeah, yeah. But All right, just, go for it. I just wanted to pitch that so we could tease it now. So tell a friend. Um, honestly, if I were smart, I would tweet it out again, but I'm not going to do that. So uh, just tell tell a friend or tell a Discord person um, on the Deposit Kingdom to go and uh, join us to do our, our low ball lineup. But it is in fact time to do numbers don't lie. Where I'm going to read three stats. Two are true. One is a lie. And then Pete will guess which of the three stats is going to be the fake one. And uh, Pete, are you ready here? I'm on the road. I'm deranged from driving around. How do you feel about this game of numbers? Oh, I have a feeling these are going to be even more overwritten than usual. I can't wait. Or more half-assed than usual. That's the thing. You never know what's coming out of no, me. No, I can just go. see like a bleary-eyed spags jamming in just a two, a couple extra unnecessary adjectives into these. <laughs> I think I was doing it yesterday where I would, like had gotten food and then gotten a, a few hits of, of the the fine i don't even know if it's legal here but that's the kind of bad boy i am and again i was like just typing away like a muppet playing piano <laughs> that was what i was doing last night but it's time for numbers don't lie and uh first one up we occasionally a good oh boy it does sound like a bet we got we occasionally enjoy a good bet here on splash play <laughs> how <laughs> did did corporate really send this i made a joke and now it seems like it no, they, they honestly just let me do whatever. I don't even know if anybody watches this show. Company, well, clearly, once we're talking about your son's hog. Uh, all right, keep going. Uh, we occasionally enjoy a good bet here on Splash Play, but how about one that seems almost impossible? Justin Fields is currently 10,000 to one to win the NFL MVP this season, ahead of players like Devontae Adams, Matt Ryan, and top defender Aaron Donald, all of whom are plus 15,000. You, we, we are fans of sports betting here on Splash Play, as you know, uh, and also on Petsburg. So apparently a great place to track bets as well. Uh, but are you finding this one to be uh, viable? Justin Fields plus 10,000, those other guys plus 15,000. I, I find it very viable because it seems maybe one of the talent and producers of the show was able to kill two segments with one stone while looking at the MVP <laughs> quarterback odds. 
Maybe that might be true. <laughs> you know me too well. You're getting so good at the meta games of everything we do. Um, yeah, I mean that that sounds about right. Anyway, maybe 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 it is. Maybe it's not. We'll find out. Next one up. Tom Brady is a guy who looks like an MVP. I might have written this out of order too. So. <laughs> Tom Brady is a guy who looks like an MVP frontrunner with Josh Allen seemingly plummeting back to earth lately. But Brady's 6.9% touchdown per dropback rate put him just one behind one shocking player, the man he replaced in Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston. Winston's 7.4% touchdown per dropback rate was the best in the league prior to his ACL tear. Uh, and he's actually ahead of Matt Stafford at 6.8% and Russell Wilson at 6.7%. Pete, does that sound true? It kind of does the the Winston thing it, it because the snap take would be like there's no way but then they run the ball so much that I could see that he was pretty efficient and had a high rate when they did pass so that that one feels true to me as well all right and the third one here does it seem like a lot of players have come up with COVID this season you might not be insane with this week's announcements of the Browns Nick Chubb and Demetrius Felton uh, testing positive for COVID there have now been 147 positive cases in 2021 at the halfway point of the season which is uh and that's also between personnel and players compared with just 62 and or excuse me 67 sorry I gotta get the numbers right if I'm gonna do this bit 67 in the 2020 season so Pete three stats you heard here that COVID one a uh, little bit outside of the normal what we normally do but I came across something that'd be interesting thing so uh what do you think here which one's true which one's which two are the true and which one's lie well first i just realized a, a perfect fit and you talking about covid while writing something within the same kind of thematic you know overtones of a jeopardy writer you i feel like you and aaron Rodgers should team up aaron Rodgers should become the host of jeopardy and you can be his official writer and uh, then you got the the COVID questions lined up. Just the fact that you were stumbling over those makes me think that that was the lie because you got the details for the first two, and then you were ready to kind of fudge the numbers. Don't mistake my incompetence for, for part of the game. That is not correct. That's part of the game for me. Uh, okay, uh, then I got it wrong. What is it? Oh, no, no. If that's what you thought is, you are right. I just, I'm just saying that I was just fucking it up because I was trying to look up to the camera. No. All right. That's what I thought. Thank you. Yeah. No, I just made those numbers up entirely. In fact, I think it's kind of <laughs> weird. No, you can't find the COVID numbers anywhere. I actually was looking to see, like, oh, where can I find how many cases there were? The NFL has hidden that, like, uh, like the NFL hides concussions, I guess would have been the historical thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know where those numbers are. I'd be curious to know because I feel like to me, it does feel like there's more guys on the COVID list this year, at least noteworthy guys than there were last year. Yeah, uh, I, I did. I'm kind of surprised. I thought it would, I don't know, maybe if we're just running pure in that they've all been kind of spread out, you know, where it's like, oh, last week's Noah Fant week, this week's Nick mm -hmm. Chubb week, where it hasn't felt um as awful as it as it was last year so i don't know it seems like something is is more under control but who knows yeah so uh, that is the fake one the tom brady one and the justin fields one you can get justin fields plus plus ten thousand. the only way i would take that justin fields bet is if it counted for the next five years i think then that's like a pretty okay bet that actually would be a fun uh betting concept which we are legally required to discuss more <laughs> is if you had mvp like dynasty futures, you know, odds that Dude. Justin Fields did, like just the bet you just described, that would be a, but no, who wants to lock up their money in a future for five years? Well, it's like, I bet the companies would love that. Like, I'm sure if you as an underdog investor were like, Hey, I got this crazy idea. Let's do five-year futures. I'd be like, yeah, fuck. Let's do, let's do that everywhere. Promo code Pete for your five-year futures on <laughs> underdog would be pretty successful. So anyway, 
free idea for all the sports betting companies out there. Uh, but let's do, are you ready to do some Thursday night football showdown build? And then, as we mentioned, we will let you guys help build the low ball lineup. So we'll do that at the end of the show. And then I guess we should have Willis enter as a proxy as our third, I think, if we can. Yes. And I was also, I mean, if if you guys have Discord up, I would say you guys could maybe huddle on, on some mm. of your picks in the Discord. Uh, although I don't want to uh, assume that we'll be able to organize ourselves that way. But an option for you guys if you want to discuss here. Because you will have time. Maybe we have, we'll have them go on one of the ends, the snakes. So that'll give them max amount of time between their, their picks. All right, so there you go. And and PayPal pointing out last year there were whole teams with COVID. Yeah, look, the numbers may not be perfect. I think that's, that was like, I did make it up off the top of my head and it was like, this sounds believable. And again, that's that's well, part of the numbers don't lie, genius slash infutility. But let's talk about the okay. showdown DFS build for tonight first. Let's do that and then we'll do low ball right after. But it is, of course, a game with Buffalo or Buffalo with Baltimore and Miami tonight. And uh, as we talked about, Tua looking like he's trending towards being out. I need to clear my throat desperately. But Pete, we got a 27 implied point line for Baltimore, 19.5 for Miami. Uh, what do you want to take as the first pick here? Yeah, so as most uh, Baltimore Ravens showdown slates go, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be the overwhelmingly popular captain. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I think both of us are always willing to get off of the QB chalk captain. So... I'm down with the other ones that I'm just seeing here looking at the Sims that look pretty solid would be uh, Mark Andrews and Jalen Waddle are kind of popping. And then Mark Marquise Brown, as usual, is right there as well. So I, I think I would be down to go in that direction. Let's say Jalen Waddle, uh, Brissett seems to love Waddle uh, a lot. So let's go with Jalen Waddle at captain. That's a reasonable one. The price tags, honestly, in this slate where you have 13-8 for Lamar Jackson on DK, 11K for Marquise Brown. I think there's some equity in playing Marquise Brown a captain just because I can't imagine a lot of people want to pay 11K for him. Um, yeah. But Lamar at 13-8, like people playing Lamar a captain, that's obviously going to be the best projected play. But like your lineups are going to be really fucking hideous if you play Lamar a captain, I would think. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing too of, you know, what value we have on this slate. I do think Savan Ahmed at 800 will be uh, a little popular there. He's probably one of the few salary saving options people might be using, willing to use the uh, the kickers tonight to save some money, maybe a little, um, even like, they, I do have permission to sprinkle in a little Patrick Laird, by the way, in my showdown lineups tonight. So don't lie. Is he going to be active? Yes, he's going to be active. He's been running I don't know. Routes. He's the, he, come on, he is the official third down back. No joke, people are name dropping Patrick Laird on shows worried that he's going to eat into uh, Miles Gaskin's uh, pass catching work. So that is the reality. Uh, so, okay, with that in mind, I guess I will not take Patrick Laird. Um, honestly, mm. I only have on my on my core data sheet, I only have the top two running backs. So I didn't even see Laird is having a projection. So that's on me. Um, but I will go, actually, I'll go to the Baltimore side. There's no way Lamar is not in the lineup, so let's just get it out of the way and put him in. And I, I think that's the that should be the first thing I would say for anybody out there should be doing is putting him in either utility or captain. But as we talked about, probably gonna be more profitable to put him in utility. Um, all right. And the same thing, like if we're having uh Waddle and Captain and just looking at the simulated lineups that have Waddle and Captain, there's basically none of them that don't also have Jacoby reset with him which obviously makes sense so uh we're going to be jamming uh double quarterbacks here and now we're going to really need to save some money all right so let's go down further and 
Um, let's correlate a little, actually, no, Matt Collins is 4,200. I thought Matt Collins is going to be like 800 bucks. He's not. Um, I guess, oh boy, is Albert Wilson playing enough snap? No, do, do you know the, the cheap guy that was popping in the Sims is, uh, is Isaiah Ford. If you're looking for really, just, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, and by I, popping, I mean, showing up in some of these lineups that are jamming the studs. I feel like I would take Albert Wilson over Isaiah Ford. I, I, I'm going to do Albert Wilson. Um, yeah, we have uh, Isaiah Ford projected for a uh, higher market share of receiving yards. So that's why, uh, but okay. it's fine. I'm I'm fine with Wilson. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think they're they're not very different plays is what I would say uh, overall. But yeah, Albert Wilson, $400 on the DK showdown. That's the one way you could save some money. And obviously, Isaiah, what's Isaiah Ford's price tag? Isaiah Ford is uh, 200 less. He's... He's just two hundred bucks. Uh, see, that's why you take the higher price guy. Take out that. That to me is like the GPP play. Then, if people are having Ford projected better, then go to Wilson. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I, it's like it sounds like a joke. I think that is legitimately why you would play Albert Wilson. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'll be curious. I don't think either of them will be too steamed. Who knows? Um, all right, I will do. So we have Latavius Murray doubtful tonight. I, I keep wanting uh, Tyson Williams to be a thing, but he's definitely not a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Devonta Freeman uh has been operating as the lead back there so i kind of like this if we're playing this as a dolphins kind of passing game and just almost assuming that all the touchdowns go through lamar jackson and devonta freeman here okay so that leaves us 7100 you can see some of the guys on screen there um i think i'll go bateman here I, well yeah i think i'll go bateman here i i don't love him getting squeezed by sammy watkins for the reasons we talked about and i think that might maybe make watkins a little more appealing Curious here to run the Sims ownership because I didn't pull the Austin ownership in uh, for these two guys, but I, I'm like I think Bateman's the better player. I think he's going to be running more routes with Watkins coming off injury. But uh, Pete, if you had to choose, if you're building this particular lineup, would you go Bateman, Watkins, or somewhere else entirely? Yeah, my just hunch, and I think uh, I haven't seen many ownership projections out uh, yet this morning. My hunch is that uh, Bateman is more popular than hmm. than Watkins, uh, just because we've we've seen Bateman now both times he's, you know, been in the lineup yeah. here. He's, he's done a decent job. And so I'm guessing all things being equal, people are going to always be more excited about the younger guy. But the nice thing is we're leaving uh salary on the table here uh, as is. So I think that's good. Yeah. Let's see on awesome. it looks like they have Bateman at uh, b- 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 20% overall. And then Sammy Watkins at 17%. So not yeah. that big of a discrepancy. The price tags are so close. Like I think those people probably 50, 50 splits for whoever's getting to that price point. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. Justin, I was, uh, I, I liked uh, Ahmed. I think he looks, he looks good too. You could upgrade Albert Wilson to Ahmed in this lineup as well. And is probably the better kind of points per dollar play, but going down to a Wilson or Ford is probably the better Millie maker play. All right. So there we go. Are you going to, are you going to actually enter this one? I, I noticed you put in the $20. Are you, you feeling a little rich this week? I feel like we've been getting the play action lately. This is the thing I was already going through this. I was just quickly trying to pull up a lineup. Uh, and I just clicked because that's the top one in the DK lobby. And then I was like, am I going to back myself into having to enter this into the $20? But now I'm, I'm here. I've done it. It can't be undone. Yay. It's submitted. <laughs> And now you're going to win a million dollars and then completely disappear from our friendship and our podcast relationship. And I'll be like, hey, Pete, what about that cut? And then you'll be like, 
uh, it, uh, just a fucking cartoon hole in the wall. I'm gonna I'm gonna log into the Splash Play Twitter and be like, uh, due to a decision from corporate, uh, Splash Play is now exclusively a solo sports betting show with Spags, <laughs> where he'll be giving you his favorite Dead Lake parlays. Peter has fleed to Puerto Rico. Um, and Spags is also gonna be wearing a shawl over half of his face so that he looks sexy for all, <laughs> all of his sports betting picks. All right, I think it's time to do our ride or die picks before we hit the low ball. So. We built the lineup, Pete, and I, I think we all have a read on how things are going to go. And actually, I will go a different direction than what we talked about and go first. I do think Marquise Brown appeals to me. I think people are going to go to Bateman. They're going to go to Watkins when they see Bateman at that price tag. And Marquise Brown going off at captain when everybody's going somewhere else. And I think the same logic kind of applies to Mark Andrews, but he's just cheaper. I just think people will hate the Brown price point while play him. So to me, that makes him a good ride or die pick for showdown captain. Yeah, um, I think that's a good one. Uh, in, in the run, the Sims... We got Lamar Jackson, optimal 27%. Mark Andrews, 13.7%. I'll stick with Jalen Waddell, who is our third highest currently at 11.1%. So I'll, I'll correlate our lineup with my ride or die. Okay, so there you go. So now we've gotten the serious lineup. I guess they're both really serious in their own ways, but the really important lineup out of the way for tonight for the Ravens-Dolphins game. So now let's build ourselves little low ball lineup and as we mentioned we're going to be doing it with the help of the chat so chat please hit that like button if you can whether you're watching live or after the fact because i can tell you there aren't a lot of shows that are going to try to do this one um on the fly in the middle of an episode but that's the energy we bring here on splash play and pete if you can explain to the people the low ball rules because uh, they have moved a little bit in the way of making this a more fair more equitable game yeah we are going to snake draft uh three lineups here and once a player is selected they can't be used in any of the other lineups and the goal as evidenced by the name is to score the least amount of points the other rules to ensure that this is fair is you must spend at least uh forty nine thousand five hundred dollars of your cap the most you can leave on the table is five hundred dollars and if you select someone who ends up not playing you have to eat 20 spot uh, points in your lineup. So last week I gambled that DeAndre Hopkins would play and he and be limited. He didn't play. So I had to eat 20 points, which obviously is a bad low ball play. So trying to swerve us away from, from those kind of uh, spots. All right. So there you go. So Pete, uh, well, we're giving somebody, we're giving the audience the turn. So do we want to give them the first pick too? Um. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's give them the first pick. Actually, yeah, let's give them the first pick here. The chat, either the first logical suggestion or some kind of consensus. Spags and I are going to have to feel this out. Who do you guys want in the chat lowball lineup? You have the entire board available to you. The wisdom of the crowd is something that is definitely powerful in data and can be powerful in, in beating us in lowball. And what do they what do they get if they beat us here? They get they get to watch the show. They get to watch okay. the show for free. This is a good guess here, or not good guess, a good selection uh, by Avon here, Aaron Jones, mm -hmm. who is always kind of pricey uh, relative to that. So I, I'm going to go with that for the chat uh, lineup. I feel like Aaron Jones has been in our low ball lineups every week. Yeah. Well, he's always priced like $500 more than probably what his role. But then, you know, once every three weeks, you know, he's going to just absolutely go off and, and nuke your low ball lineup. So it's kind of a fun, fun gamble. Um, am I the one who normally goes uh, first here? Yeah, you usually go second and then I take the turn. So yeah, yeah, we want to keep it that way we can. All right. I am going to try to exploit what I think is 
maybe one of the edges on this low ball slate. And this could certainly backfire um, if he gets the starting job for some reason. But I'm going to do Taysom Hill as my quarterback here. Um, feeling pretty confident that he's going to see at least, you know, some snaps, but uh, probably not be worth using the quarterback slot on. That is a smart one. That is one that worked out for me. That was part of why I was able to eke past you and we in low ball last week. Our guy, Brian Schultz did in fact uh, beat us with the worst lineup, uh, but that is a, a solid play to go to Taysom Hill. Um, man, I can't take that guy. I can't take that guy. Um, hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. I think there's a little bit Ooh. risky here. He's facing Denver, who showed some strides defensively, limited uh, Dak Prescott last time out. And I think that's one that, um, I don't know, I'm, just, I'm intrigued by overall underperforming this week. And you went, ooh, 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 in a way that made it seem like that could not be a good move. I mean, Hurts just looks like a good play to me uh, from a points-per-dollar standpoint. He has a high floor, high ceiling. I, he wouldn't be ever in my low ball lineups, but this is, this is why we play the game Spags. It is, you know, it's sometimes different configurations in low ball. And speaking of that, I will uh, try to see, actually, you know, I was going to try to correlate, but uh, th so Chris Carson's supposed to be back this week, right? They're designated to return from practice, but I haven't heard anything that's for sure. Kind of assuming that he's going to see work. He seems like a, a risky one. He is a risky one because that could be a 20-pointer, but he's, he's just under 6K on DraftKings. That'll eat up some salary. I'm going to put him in. Chris Carson at running back. Wow. Look at this. Spag building an awesome GPP lineup again. <laughs> the last one was not that good scoring-wise, to be clear. So if you are trying to put these lineups in the tournaments, tread lightly. Maybe make a 1v1 or another swap because they're really not good tournament lineups, even if they are uh, not great low-ball lineups either. Yeah. Um, all right. It's back to me. Uh, the... Running back is a tricky one this week because, like, a lot of the guys who are already kind of priced up um, relative to their role, like, I would like to use a James Robinson or Damian Harris, but there's a chance both of those guys don't play, and I don't want to take the 20 points from that. So I might I might try to just avoid going high price running back on this one. Um, let's do – this one really pains me to do because I think he – might actually you know no you know what we're gonna live down in this range uh marvin jones has been way too expensive uh for his role lately obviously he can burn me but i'm gonna go marvin jones at 5800 i was actually thinking about trevor lawrence but i feel like the matchup against Indi indianapolis like there is room to produce on them and maybe that win against buffalo gives us momentum but the jags very low total under 20 still uh, even coming off that win so i think that's reasonable to take any jags and feel good about it all right, so the chat uh, is tossing out some names. We're gonna. It looks like we have a little bit of a consensus on Adam Thielen. Uh, we also have a Mike Williams, Justin Freeman throwing AJ, out one. AJ Dillon from uh, EWE Two K makes sense too, because then you are they are getting Jones and Dillon. Well, and they do get two picks here, so I do like. What should we give them, Dillon and Thielen? Yeah, I think that's it. All right, Dillon and Thielen is the chat consensus here. Uh, looking pretty good there from a low ball standpoint here. I also like UE2K recommending Trevor Sebian as though we could play play him with Taysom Hill. Like that would that's sure that would be a bad correlation, but probably not an uh, actual roster build. Uh, this is the problem with the the chat is then the ones we don't use I get to use for for my lineups. And I was uh, <laughs> staring at Terry McLaurin. He does look like 
kind of the worst points per dollar play of the upper tier wide receivers. So I am going to burn some salary with Terry McLaurin here. All right. That seems like a reasonable one. And I will go, boy, I'll go, I'll go a risky direction again, as, uh, you know, as I tend to do in these, but I do think this guy projects just worse for me with the situation going on. Um, Oh, I know that's too risky. That's too risky. I was going to go AJ Brown, but I don't think that's like, I think I might've budged something on the projection because I haven't cleaned my sheet up that well. Um, Fuck, I'll go AJ Brown. Just for the sake of time, I'll go AJ Brown. I love this team, Spags. <laughs> They're not going to correlate well because I am really building uh, poorly by even my standards because I didn't sort all my my data yet in the way that I need to. Um, and I get one more on the turn here. We, we're we're for sure going to have Jordan Love starting again, right? Uh, no, I everyone's assuming Rodgers is back. I thought he had to miss two games because of the whatever timing. I, I, might, I just honestly haven't been keeping up enough on the, news. But. The Vegas line and everything is all assuming uh, Rodgers is going to play. Okay, so then I won't take Devontae Adams then, I suppose. Uh, ba, ba, ba. All right, let's see. I will take – okay, this is another risky one. No, 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 no. Um, I'll take Tyler Lockett. Okay. They're finally getting a nice little uh, negative correlation in there between Carson and Lockett. Um, all right. Yeah, honestly, Tyler, I don't do that enough, which is important for the chats. Remember, very important in lowball to do negative correlations and send us picking guys you think are kind of stinky. <laughs> all right. Either this chat is a very sincere comment or just an incredible troll. Which way are you leaning, Spags? <laughs> um, I hope good because I think the show. If you tune in for the showdown part, if you tune in, I mean, I, people have been giving nice like iTunes reviews or Apple Podcast reviews, saying like what great analysis we give. I do think we do both. We just undersell ourselves because we just like to have fun here. This we, We're all doing serious content too. And then we come on here and it's just flinging shit against the wall. <laughs> I, I just, okay. He says it was sincere. It was just right when we were building the worst possible lineup. So <laughs> I, I thought it could be, uh, thank you, Chicago. I, I appreciate I think there's that. something informative in low ball too. Like there's something about the process that we come up with the bad plays that I think people like, at least from the feedback I've seen. So maybe that's it too. It's, you know, there's, we're doing something different and they learn as part of that too. And learning is fun. That's the one thing I always I always say for for shows. Yeah, um, I that now this uh, the the chat element is killing me because I feel like I'm stealing theirs when they they toss out good ones, uh, and I don't know if they have like squatters rights on it once they've said it. So because the one I want to use has been floated, uh, and I just want to be nice to the chat. Um, I'm gonna do my defense. I'm gonna put in Steelers defense, who's expensive. They could definitely um put up a big number at home but we've also seen the lions just be hang around in garbage time and and put up points so i could see that price tag failing at 4100 so i'll burn some defensive salary there we are now to the turn for the chat and because i was influenced spags and didn't want to uh accidentally steal their pick you have to select these two picks for the chat oh okay i thought that okay that's fair um i think so for them, I want them to lose, and that's the tough part for them. And I think that this is one way that's going to be a good play to them, but I think it's not going to work out the way they're hoping. Uh, Nick Bird saying he likes DJ Moore. I will take DJ Moore as one of the plays. And, um, and you know what? And I'll help them out too, and I will correlate Justin and uh, Nick Bird. Uh, if we are going to have an illuminary, a guy who's running a site, run the Sims, in the chat, giving us a pick, I will take it. Chuba season it is. Chuba Hubbard at running back too. All right, so it was right, Chuba. Flex. Yes. Yeah, Chuba and DJ Moore. Yep. So negative correlation, uh, running back in the flex. They're 
uh, I think the chat lineup is going to beat us if we're being honest. <laughs> we will see. I mean, the only thing, the double Green Bay is pretty scary because one of those running backs has been doing pretty well each week. And so I do feel like you're, you know, at home there, uh, you could be giving up a big number there, but I do like that. The Hubbard play is, is a really sharp one. The pick that I wanted and then didn't want to snake the chat on. Cause it was floated was, uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, I think oh. he's just too expensive at 4,600. I played him last week in my lineup as well. And so I'm going to go back to that. I think Ertz is fine, but that's just a really, uh, big price tag for someone with his role and still some uncertainty, uh, about Kyler as well. All right, so that's a, a reasonable one to take for you. And I guess for me, I get the two picks. Um, I am going to take – I just had somebody in my head and completely lost it. Um, oh, you know what? This is a guy that I have not gotten the privilege to ride with in this. And and I hope that P.J. Walker isn't a big fan of his and that this is going to blow up in my face. But I'll take Robbie Anderson being uh, still a bust no matter how good P.J. Walker is. Yeah, Robbie Anderson. What did he have, one target last week? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three or three targets last week, one target the week before. So, uh, I really hope this is the week splash play. Bob gets it going again. That would be wonderful. Uh, all right. You're next up. And I, I got one more and I think what I'm going to do is take a guy that I presume will get some work, but no, he's not Fuck, Dexter Williams isn't on this. Um, you know what I'll take for my second running back. I will take John, you know, John Kelly's on the COVID list. That'd give me 20. Wait, I thought John Kelly was going to be available. Okay, so that's fucked up. Um, who else is that running back for Cleveland at this point? Uh, oh, you know what? I got a good one. I got a good one. Patrick Laird. Wow. I hope he <laughs> catches 100 balls and shoves it down your throat. Oh, no, he's on the He's main not slate. on the main slate. <laughs> you God. I was like, why? I was like, why is he not? Come on, Spags. It's too early. Oh, I was just too excited about, <laughs> about it. Uh, all right, Jarrett Patterson's too, uh, too cheap, too cheap, too cheap. Um, is this the week that Cordero Patterson comes down to earth? I'm going to say probably not. Uh, <laughs> Antonio Gibson, that's one that the chat did say, and I will happily steal that one because we didn't. they can't put any more running backs in anyway, so Antonio Gibson will be my guy, and hopefully he and his broken shin will continue to play. Yeah, the Gibson stuff is weird. Uh, you know, he's even last week or before the bye, he was dealing with the shin, and then Patterson, Jarrett Patterson, had more carries than him. Then he comes out of the bye and is still limited, and they clearly need to shut him down, but it does seem like he'll just be back to, you know, sharing the backfield with those guys. So uh, I think Gibson is a good play there. I am going to uh, – I'm going to play Marquez Callaway uh, at 5,100 here. He looks too priced up, and uh, – if I can get, if I can nail that kind of Simeon and Callaway uh, fade there with Taysom as well, I think I'll be in good shape. Yeah, I think it's a reasonable take to have, and Callaway certainly uh, can be a guy who just, if Taysom does get more snaps, can fall to the ground pretty hard. Um, you could take the chats picks if you want. I just want to marvel. Uh, we finally have someone that's not Joshua Frick suggesting Julio Jones, but maybe not in the context <laughs> he would like. Um, I see multiple Bills D. From the chat so we can give them uh bills d to pay up and spend some money there and then okay. i'm seeing so then the other suggestions are julio jones goddard hunter henry the they were debating i was debating between Ertz and hunter henry for my tight end uh hunter henry looks too pricey to me uh, at 4100 so i will i will do that for the chat okay that's i think those are both solid picks i like the chat's line i think they've done again the wisdom of the crowd that's that's a legitimate thing yeah so yeah the 
the chat, what you guys need to start huddling on now is your quarterback. Um, cause that'll be an interesting decision there. Um, all right. I need to actually pick some running backs and this is pretty, this is hard. Um, all right. I am going to do Jeremy McNichols. Uh, you know, he should probably be priced like a thousand dollars cheaper now that all of these other guys are mixing in as far as foreman and AP and stuff. So I will, uh, I'm stacking up this game hard and hoping it goes uh, way under. Yeah, I was eyeing that one up too. And I think that's a very solid pick and I will go, all right, I'm going to go in a direction that, uh, wait, we, we didn't put Julio in the chat lineup, right? We didn't. Julio's still available. Okay. All right. Julio is going to be my guy in the flex. Sorry. Sorry to Josh Frick. Unfortunately, he, Julio's in a lineup. And I think that's really the main promise we offered him. It was one of those monkey's paw wishes for our pal, Josh Frick. And then on, I'm going to take a defense too. And I think Jared Goff is going to figure out how to produce some points. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Steelers. Defense I already took the defense. Steelers. Oh, did you? Damn it. I was yeah. oh. Laird, dupes. I mean, it's almost like you're broadcasting from a La Quinta on Little Sleep. <laughs> it's almost like I wasted all my good juice on that Tom Brady MVP call. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the first segment you planned out, and then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> it's, it's improv is tough, Peter. I think we all know that. I guess you know what? I'll take the pick then. I'll back up the one I said earlier. Cardinals defense expensive too, and if EJ Walker is going to be good, then the Cardinals defense should suffer. So they are my defense. All right, so then that means with your last pick at tight end, you'll be able to use uh, a tight end that's 4000 or more there to wrap up your lineup. I still, I'm going to have to spend a little money on one of these picks, and I need to figure out the most optimal way to do this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do Mike Williams. Uh, you know, we've kind of seen, Keenan Allen, Russell back that kind of alpha target share there. Uh, this is very scary because I think this is a good spot for Los Angeles. I think this game has some shootout potential, but his targets uh, are way down. Hasn't found the end zone these last three games. So I'm going to roll the dice that Mike Williams stays out of the box. Okay. Yeah. Mike Williams is definitely another chat popular pick and he's been another, he and Aaron Jones have really been low ball staples and they've had okay games, but definitely have not uh, broken the low ball open. Like I think uh, people would have liked. All right, so the chat is kind of all over the place. I'm seeing Roethlisberger. I'm seeing Goff. I'm seeing paying up for Kyler. I'm seeing uh, a Mac Jones. I'm seeing a Russ, a Tannehill. Now, kind of honing in on Goff or Big Ben, uh, can you decipher chat consensus? I'm having a hard time. I feel like the Roethlisberger one is pretty risky for them. Um yeah, I would say, you know, PayPal my money, one of the regulars here, and I think also pretty wise in terms of his approach too. So I will say Murray, he says Murray losing rushing equity with his bum ankle and at risk for injury floor much lower than 20. Um, I think that's reasonable. I think put Kyler Murray in. Yeah, so the only thing I would say for them, and I'll give them the chance. So if we put this in, you can spend as little as 3,300 on your last wide receiver, which you'll actually, you'll be able to get a good dust ball. If we went with your golf type thing, um, then you have to spend at least 6,100 on a wide receiver. So those are your two options there, chat, if that helps you out. Um, getting Kyler with a really cheap punt wide receiver or Goff with a wide receiver that costs over 6,100. So that would put you in um, Amari Cooper, Michael Pittman, um, 
those would be your actually your only two options because I've already used Williams. You've already used Lockett. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the chat then is now agreeing on Kyler now that we've played out this scenario. So we'll do Kyler for you guys. And then let's go down. You need to spend at least 3,300 on wide receiver. So lots of good options down here. Equinemia St. Brown, Rashard Higgins, Kenny Stills. You don't want to do Tyler Johnson, KJ Osborne, Malik Turner, fresh off of a 2D, 2TD game, Gabe Davis, Scantling, Rager, Washington. Who do you guys want? Malik Turner is an interesting one too. I see a, uh, a Rashad Higgins to, to dust out. I'm seeing a Davis. I'm seeing an Osborne correlation. Um, uh, just to just to say, I the stuff I'm hearing, I think I think Kyler is going to play, but um, that pick is done. That that pick, you guys didn't really have a choice based on your lineup construction, unless you wanted to play Michael Pittman and uh, Amari Cooper, which don't seem like good low ball plays. Um, yeah, I agree. All right, I'm seeing. I got a second vote for Higgins. That's our second, so we're gonna go ahead yeah, and some, put Higgins in. Okay. Yep, I think that works. If somebody else, yeah, if there's an aggressive tiebreaker, you know, vote coming in that. For some other direction, that's fine. But I think we're seeing multiple Higgins, so let's put Higgins in. All right, Higgins it is. I'm taking a screenshot of this lineup, and I'm going to have Willis serve as the chat's proxy here. Um, so this leaves me with 5,500, so I need to spend at least 5,000 uh, down here. Uh, I don't want to use Javante Williams. Uh, Hyde is certainly in the conversation for me. Um don't want to use your boy Melvin Gordon because then I'd give you double outs uh, to <laughs> dunking on me. I'm down to between Hines and Hyde. I think I think we're gonna go with with Carlos Hyde here. Okay, yeah, Carlos Hyde fucked me last week. He was projected awesome out of as a really good value, and they actually were that was the game script. Like that was the right play to make, I think, at his price point. But um, yeah, you got a lot of work. He just wasn't good. PayPal. I described the rules. Before the show, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, you guys eat 20 points, which honestly for quarterback, it's not ideal, but of all the positions to take the 20 burger at quarterback would be the one to do it. I agree. Um, is Logan Thomas back this week or is it going to be one more? Uh, I, he was like back on the side at practice. I don't think he's going to play. I think it's another Ricky Seals Jones week. Okay, so I'm going to take, yeah, I couldn't go down to Ricky Seals with the price point anyway because we have to spend at least 49.5 here. So I'm going to take Noah Fant coming yeah. off COVID. Uh, maybe that's something. And, you know, coming back to a world that he wasn't prepared for either with Jerry Judy in the mix. And I think uh, hopefully the Broncos just run the shit out of the ball and Noah Fant does very little. So yeah, there's our line. I mean, your only other option was Gronk, which I think is too scary with Godwin yeah. potentially out. Yep, I agree. So there's the low ball lineups. And then if the chat wins, you guys can victory lap on us on, on Monday or, yeah, well, oh boy. So that's another thing we've got to figure out schedule-wise too because Sunday I'll be in a hotel, so it might make, might make sense to do Sunday night again if we can. But I'll be on East Coast time, so I can do it earlier. All right, we'll, let's, uh, we'll, we'll huddle. We can put that. a pin in it, yeah. We'll put uh, a pin we will, in we'll, it. Yeah, we'll talk did about you, the low ball lineup Sunday night or Monday morning. What was your question? Did, did you submit, did you save your lineup or do you need a yep. screenshot of it? No, I'm all good. All right, so I will save mine, and then I will send uh, Willis an invite with the uh, the screenshot to be the proxy for the chat. 
You are correct in assuming though that I might not have put it in because that's always the issue when I start getting fucked up. Is like, oh fuck, I forgot to put my picks in it and I'm scrambling over it. <laughs> it's a, a barrage of incompetence here in the Lakita, the, in Oklahoma City. The low ball lineup in my you know DraftKings lineups page has been uh, a funny thing for me because you know when I'm scrambling on Sunday AM and you know I'm trying to get my lineups in the right contest and I actually fucked that up last week with one of mine. Uh, <laughs> but so I'm scanning through. And I'm always like, what the fuck is this lineup? Like, and then it always jogs my memory. Oh, that's my low ball lineup. I'm like, this thing is awful. Yeah, I always sort my DK entry uploader by the the price points. And because we do this one for free, we're just doing it for obviously the funsies of doing it on the show. I just cut it out of like my lineup things. And I'm like, so I know I won't be messing with it at all or, or putting it somewhere that it shouldn't be. But Pete, give the people the plugs here. My plugs, I'll be appearing tonight in St. Louis. And that's about it for me. And we'll be back tomorrow doing the show with JJ Zacharyson. Uh, but Pete, what's going on for you show-wise? Yeah, I have a lot of stuff. I'm still kind of figuring out my schedule because my wife and I are going to uh, a, a little trip uh, tonight, but I'm going to be doing my shows tomorrow from uh, a hotel, but I will be doing, uh, I'll do a showdown cram tonight. And then tomorrow morning, we're going to have JJ on uh, for another early morning splash play, but 10 AM. And then I will be doing my GPP show at noon uh, with Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar. Uh, so I'm excited. Very yeah. Very excited about that one. So yeah, those uh, those are my shows. I'm also doing an Instagram live with Matthew Barry tonight, uh, so that will be will be interesting to see how that goes. Well, please send him my regards. Of course, a man that we both enjoy. He was the man who really helped us get going with Splash Play in some way. Like he, fortunately, he didn't get a cut of it, so he's missing out on all this sweet pasta house money we got coming in. But, but Matthew Barry, uh, we love him on the show. Hopefully, we get him on. We need to get him on the show one more time here this season. Yeah, I think. no, he'll 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 do it. We'll get him. Uh, we'll get him on to. Uh, at the end of the at the to end see of the how season. far we've come how much we've grown as a show since we were just simple poppers last year talking about logan thomas with him <laughs> oh yeah all right let's go uh, guys hit the like button here whether you're watching on peach channel or the splash wave channel of course make sure to go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe dollar a week packages are going on they're actually 99 cents a week so even save that penny for yourself and go over to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe get dvoa and a whole lot more data into your life follow at chris fags follow at peter rubbers at follow at splash play pod and if you have the time throw us five stars and review an apple podcast honestly would Bring me great joy here as I'm trying, holding on to the slivers of sanity I have driving eight hours a day on the road with, with these fucking adorable disasters behind me. So do that, please. Pete, anything else for you you want to say before we call it quits? No. Uh, safe travels uh, today. Make sure to load up your uh, podcast with all of my content and just... I'd actually recommend uh, don't listen to it at 2x, put it at 0.5x and really kind of make a meal of it. <laughs> really sniff it and waft it all <laughs> and all that. That's it. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. See you guys then. Bye. <laughs>